it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am Gene Bolduck, your host, your choppy host, apparently. You know, internet is, uh, is a wonderful thing, but sometimes it's like the ocean, a little choppy. And I'm joined today by the uh, by my by my captain, Penny Uh-oh. Rich. It's choppy. <laughs> my my senior NCAA insanity Oof. correspondent. Oh my goodness! You know, I saw I I first learned about the NCAA reversing itself and deciding that Tez Walker can play for Carolina um, by seeing a tweet from. Um, Josh Stein, the attorney general said, he said, Hey, I wrote him a letter and, uh, and they changed their minds. And then my favorite thing is that when all of this blew up into a giant controversy, uh, the NCAA said, well, we don't comment on individual cases. (laughs) And when they reversed themselves, they commented on this individual case because it gave them an opportunity to bash Carolina. Right. Well, didn't they somehow Carolina did something wrong here? Well, they said they didn't have enough information, right? That right. That they or or Carolina did not provide the proper information, which Carolina then responded, "Mm, "I don't think so. I think we did exactly what we were supposed to do." Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I just (laughs) you know uh, classic. (laughs) Yeah, it is classic. Let's let's just put it out there. So. you know, he played for Central uh, when during COVID, but he actually never uh, got the ball, right? Because it was COVID, so he couldn't do it. Right, right. You know, um, uh, yeah, COVID, he COVID, COVID. To State, right? yeah. Then he transferred yeah. to Kent State, where he actually played for uh, two seasons, um, which just be- because it was a double transfer, the NCAA said, uh, uh, no, timeout, you can't do that. But then when Carolina provided all the information, uh they still didn't reverse it. So we had a lot of uh, Mac Brown stepping in. Um, it, it appears Josh Stein wrote a letter. I don't know who else wrote letters. You know, I I, I love that Josh Stein wrote a letter, but I got to tell you, I think it's because Mac Brown's head exploded. And, oh, I agree. I agree. And, and, he, and that he didn't apologize for it. And he shouldn't. Uh, yeah. And he should. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, there, he, it's not Mac Brown's first day on the job. Let's put yeah, it that exactly way, you know. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, if you're going to mess with a with a coach that is a, a brand new coach, okay, maybe uh, Mac's been around for many many years, and um, he knows how to deal with the NCA. Um, and, and he's yeah. well he's well respected, Very you know, well nationally, right. uh, nationally. So. So, yeah, uh, the NCAA, of course, he's, you know, Mac's been dealing with them since way back when and and not only with Carolina. And, uh, yeah, he didn't he didn't uh, (laughs) he didn't tolerate that. That wasn't that didn't Uh, go down too well. Yeah, (laughs) we would say in the medical field, uh, you know, that gave him a rash. (laughs) (laughs) So good for him. I'm I'm glad they got that worked out. It'll, It'll be really the game this weekend is against Syracuse. Syracuse, yeah, and it's it's in Chapel Hill, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I think Hill. that's going to be um, an exciting moment when that when that kid gets out on the field. I oh, mean, yeah, and he's, he's been on the field with the team anyway. That's right. Um, he just wasn't suited up, but now he'll be suited up with the shirt on, and so it'll yeah. be um, all that more special. And I think I think you're right. I think that the um, 
Uh, it's going to be very loud in there uh, when he comes out, which is really good. And it, it'll encourage not only him, but the team. And, um, you know, I'm just glad that the, that, that uh, the ruling went his, in his direction. You got to remember when we talk about these, these guys, they're, they're teenagers. They're kids. You know? right. They're kids. I mean, maybe early twenties, but they're mostly teenagers. And uh, my God, uh, you know, um, it's nice. It's good. And um, we'll, we'll see what that score is. Huh? And I watched, I watched the Duke, a lot of the Duke game uh, last weekend against Notre Dame. And at the risk of saying a nice thing about Duke, I hope everybody's still listening after I said that. <laughs> um, I, I, I felt bad uh, that yeah. their quarterback um, went, went down right there at the end of the game. And I mean, they were in a position to tie up the game. It was a very exciting game. Yeah, it, it yeah. was a surprising and really exciting game, and you, it it wouldn't matter to me who the teams were. You don't want to see no. anybody's quarterback go down with his leg being turned into a pretzel on the way. Um, I you know I couldn't help but think, um, you know, wh- where's Aaron Rodgers? Does he have an alibi for this situation? But um, gosh. Yeah, it 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 just looked terrible to me. It yeah. looked more like a knee than his ankle. But I guess he's got a, I guess he got out of that what we would say only a sprained ankle. But I'll tell you what, when my son was in college, he sprained his ankle. He, he fell off a skateboard and he and he landed horribly on his foot and sprained his ankle. And when I saw it, you would have thought that he had broken 27 bones in his foot and his ankle yeah, yeah. and that it was never going to be the same. Well, sprains like are bad. a relief map of Asia. It oh, was no. terrible. No, no, sprains are bad. I think, I think sprained ankles are, could be even more painful than, you know, bones broken. I, you you really uh, might you know. prefer a broken bone because it's usually pretty straightforward to, to, yeah. uh, to treat Set it. Set it, heal it, bone. Heal it. Yeah. I mean, I, when I broke my arm, I broke my arm roller skating at a kid's birthday party and uh, I went halfway around the rink at, at wheels in Durham and uh, hooked my, hooked my right foot on the sidewall of the rink and dislocated my knee and then lurched away from, and this sounds horrible. It was, Um, Uh. and then lurched in the other direction and landed with my hand on the floor and with my arm fully extended and I broke my arm at the elbow, but it, it was a green stick fracture as yeah. breaks, as breaks go. It was nothing, nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, and nothing except for this, it was extremely painful. The knee was fine. My knees can, could dislocate, you know, my knee was, was fine after about 30 seconds. Right. But my elbow. Not so much. That was a lot of pain and it was traumatic pain. So it was shocking and it, you know, it was very upsetting. It was that, you know, I felt bad that I'm, you know, everybody's gathering around and I'm at this kid's party and I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. Not true. Mm. And I got up and, and the, the father of the birthday boy was a nurse and uh, so he kind of checked me out, said, can you squeeze my hands? And I said, yeah. And he's, you know, any anytime I moved it, it was excruciating. And he said, well, I said, it's broken, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, actually, 
I think you're going to wish it was broken. I think it's a lot worse than broken. He thought that I had, you know, either badly torn or ruptured some ligaments um, involved in the elbow and that I was going to require surgery to fix it. And it was going to be a big thing. He was wrong. I was right. It was only broken. I went to do the Duke ER. I, I had some blood drained out of the joint. They put a cast on it in 10 days. The cast came off. End of story. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. couldn't be. It's nice to be young, by the way. I was like 33 years old. But, right. <laughs> uh, but you know, wow. I, I got to say, that is easy street compared to how it was for Brian recovering from a sprained ankle. Oh, so. yeah, no, sprains are sprains are awful. Yeah. And, you know, let, let's I mean, Duke has been fighting hard this whole season. So. Um, you know, it was a little heartbreaking and I, and I want to say, I know you, you uh, that the Chapel Hill people were so happy that Notre Dame won. Eh, you know, to me, it was like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't rooting for Notre Dame. I have to admit, I mean, I wasn't rooting for Duke either, but, um, I, I was, root, you know, <clears throat> at this point in the season, I'm, I'm rooting for seeing exciting games. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not a big fan of the 45, 12 game. No, I don't like that at <laughs> you know? all. That's like, yeah, come on. That's who wants to see that. I actually think the Syracuse UNC game is going to be a good game. I think yeah. they play, they always play good games in, uh, you know, not only in football, but in basketball as well. So I think, oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. yeah, it's a good rivalry. I've got a, I've got it's, a, a family member who went to Syracuse. So I'm going to have to start giving him stuff about it. Yeah. So to get orange ready. men versus the blue men. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 And speaking that's of funny. orange men, oh, uh, we're going to, we're going to take our first break and then we're going to come back and talk about everybody's favorite orange man. Um, <laughs> nobody's favorite orange. Yeah. Man. <laughs> the orange man who needs an orange jumpsuit. You're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 the hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back with Penny Rich and my cat. Yay! <laughs> who is who has just announced his uh, arrival? We'll see if he uh, leaps. Ooh, if if you hear me scream, it's because he jumped. He likes to jump up on my shoulders, and sometimes doesn't make it completely. You know, so he's got to hang on. And I I cut his nails recently, but you know, I I might have missed one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of nails, like on a chalkboard. Um, just wanted to mention, apparently there's a little civil trial going on in Manhattan and Penny, you know, I think that you have called this right a couple of times about these things that happen in Manhattan with Donald Trump, uh, really get under his skin in a way that I think is not very well understood just yet the contempt that people have in Manhattan hate him, hate him, him. Yeah. I, you know, he can deny it all he wants, but he feels that I know he, I know that that gets to him. Right. And right. in this case, which, <laughs> which the cat is here, um, yeah. <laughs> which uh, uh, Tish uh, James has brought, a monster case that she's really already won. Now they're talking about how they're going to figure out how to unwind his assets right. to pay what the damages are. Um, there's already a gag order because he attacked 
um, the judge's clerk uh-huh. saying that she's Schumer's girlfriend, which she's not. <laughs> and because because there was a, a friendly picture between her and Senator Schumer. Um, so basically, by the way, just not for nothing. Basically, he libeled her. Mm-hmm. That's defamation. That could be another whole lawsuit after right. all this is done. Um, so so he did that. The judge, you know, got all over him, brought in his attorneys, brought in all the attorneys at lunchtime yesterday, the day before, and and said, take down that post and ordered him to take it down. And he did. Mm. And, and then issued a gag order saying that he can't can't discuss his clerk or the court staff or any, you know, any any of the courthouse staff. And by the way, he has pivoted and is directing all of his wrath at the judge and at the attorney general. That's fine. They're this is part of their job. They can take right. it. Right. Um, but of course, it's very obvious by his demeanor uh, when he's outside the courtroom that that he is extremely rattled by by this lawsuit, which is demonstrating that he's never been as rich as he's claimed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he's broken the law in a most egregious fashion over many, many years to get himself on the Forbes list, the right. Forbes 400, which he right. came off of today, by the way, mm. nice exclamation point. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he's lying about the value of his properties to commit insurance fraud, banking fraud, um, a, a tax fraud. I mean, this, this stuff I'm being polite. <clears throat> this stuff has been coming and coming and coming for years. Oh, yeah. And, but see, that's the thing, Gene. I kept telling you, everybody in New York knew, knew he Everybody was knows this. Yeah. I mean, I've known it for a long time. Of course and, you have. That That's yeah. why we always said, I, I don't understand how anyone could vote for him, especially Southerners. We just like didn't understand like how this, this man is not, not the person to be president, right? It's it just not. And speaking of which, I think we should, move move over to the speaker of the house because we, yeah you know, i mean i mean well, we've got one more thing i wanted to say about this is that yeah. representative jared moskowitz um who represents parkland florida <clears throat> has notified the tax collector there that by the way you know this mar-a-lago property is listed at 18 million dollars the owner is up in New York on television all this week saying it's worth one billion. That's billion with a B, B like in Bolduck. Uh, it's worth a billion dollars. You might want to look into that. Might want to. Florida might want to revise his tax bill. Yeah, Florida won't do that. They they won't they do it. But that's not no. the publicity that he was hoping for. Right. That's <laughs> that's the kind of bringing it full circle way to smack at him for it. You know, you right. you just can't do that. Is is sure. the attorney messages? If you're doing business in New York, you just can't do that. Been getting away with it for years, decades. Yeah, well, you know, decades. Yeah, not yeah. anymore. You Nothing know, is you know forever. Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's biggest mistake, and I know we hate to say Donald Trump was becoming president. 
It was. Right now, it was a publicity stunt gone horribly wrong. Gone horribly wrong. Horribly Horribly wrong. wrong. And and I've said this over and over again. I know you're sick of hearing it. If he had been smart, which I think we can rule out, rule it out. He had been smart when he lost the presidency. He should have turned right around and started a news network, which would give him everything he wanted. Right. Kinds of attention. He probably could take over Fox News. He gobbled up Fox News. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have he could have had people behind him and he could have said, you know, I'm going to buy the network, whatever, or created one himself. And of course, had other people do the actual work of doing that. He created this, you know, this loser uh, social media platform. Um, but but he should have he should have gone into the media. Oh, yeah. He could have he run his mouth. 24 seven. That's all oh. he wants to do anyway. He didn't sure. really think he'd get elected. <laughs> and and on, you look at that election night footage sometime and have this in mind. I have never seen anybody more panic stricken than he was on election night in mm. 2016. He, he wow. looked, he looked terrified. Well, you know what he was doing. Oh, you know, right. that was, he and, should. And, yeah. And he was like, Oh, this isn't what, this is, this is what uh, what it was supposed to be. Doing, I, I didn't sign up for this. I actually did, though. Um, yeah, but so now the now the buzz, which I think is generally created by the 45th president, is that he's claiming that there's all sorts of people who are contacting him and begging him to step in to be the Republicans' uh, savior in the House of Representatives, where they have run poor dumb Kevin out of town right um well out of the speaker's office anyway and and now there's no speaker so there's no house of representatives they have to go through the same agony they did in january of trying again and again and again and maybe they get a speaker maybe they don't for three weeks or two months or whatever um it really could be Hakeem Jeffries. I'm just going to put it out there. You one keep more saying time. that. <laughs> um, it real there. There are scenarios that are not insane. I I don't know. Although you which know, is probably just... why it won't be because it's right. it's actually it's actually a logical thing for yeah. Republicans who are not nut cases. Which is a good portion of them. I have to of... say, you know, if you look at how Kevin lost his job. Um, it, it was, uh, I mean, he didn't, he wouldn't have, if he made a good deal with the Democrats and told them that they were, that he was going to give them seats on these committees and did a few more things and just to, to, um, welcome them into, uh, what should be, um, uh, caring for the American people as opposed to caring for your party. Um, the Democrats wouldn't have all voted against him. They, and they could, how could they seat. do it? If it, yeah. he, if he offered them the moon penny. How could they agree to it when they know he's not good for his word? That's the whole problem from both sides. They they just they just know he's he's not going to do it. So here we are. And and uh, I'm going to I'm going to take another quick break. You're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back with Penny Rich. You know, uh, folks, while we're uh, recording this on Thursday night, we're having some issues with Zoom. So, uh, you know, that's what we're laughing about. I just, that's you know, funny. I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe it's the deep state. Mm. 
And, you know, maybe, maybe it's those uh, gremlins that we hear so much about that are doing, I saw that I saw this mashup of some of these, some of these many, many, many really crazy uh, conspiracy theories. And I mean, it was utterly ridiculous, quite hilarious, right up until they came back and said, all of those, all of those uh, are true conspiracy theories that are out there that people are that people believe this stuff and 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 that brings me to something that's a i gotta tell you penny a really scary scary thing yeah Uh, which is all this rhetoric i mean the 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 violent rhetoric that is coming out of the mouth of the 45th president um, well, it's awful. I mean, it's just, just like a couple weeks ago, he, he did an on-camera interview where he talked about immigrants are poisoning the blood of America. That is Nazi stuff. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I said to my husband uh, a couple of years ago, many years ago, that, you know, we would know when <clears throat> when people had kind of reached the breaking point when it came to Trump when they started cursing on television because they just couldn't keep it in anymore. Right. You know, it's just too much. And I got to tell you, I saw a lot of coverage about this today. Uh, some of this is, is uh, fomented from the trial and from these comments made outside the courtroom. Some of it is interviews that were, that were done a week or two ago. And I'm telling you, it's uh, people who really follow this closely. And I'm not even talking about me. I mean, people who are really, really watching it uh, every minute all day. I, I would lose my mind if I had mm. to do that. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they're coming unglued, trying to describe how awful it is and and trying to convey how important it is that people not lose their capacity to be outraged by wildly racist, anti-Semitic, um, Nazi propaganda statements. Oh yeah, that, that he's trotting out like it's his own idea. Right. And, and I know, I mean, also, why isn't the interviewer just stopping it? Well, because and uh, saying, "Holy, they want the, crap. the clicks. They like the clicks." But what what he has done is he has normalized a lot of this. So people aren't so shocked when they hear it anymore. You and I are still disgusted, but it's not shocking that he says this stuff anymore. Oh, right. It, it it's, really it's isn't. Expected. It's disgusting. Right. And and you like you you think about like the people that actually believe him and that will commit the violence in his name. Absolutely. Because we've seen it happen, right, Gene? It's yes. not the first yes. time. You yes, know? it is and, happening. And I'm telling you something, something horrible is going to happen. You and I are old enough without telling any numbers. We are old enough to remember what, uh, what a, I don't like all the words that I have are the bad ones that you can't say on the radio. Can't say on radio. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the stuff show of 1968, all the events of that year, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. after another political assassinations. Yeah. You know, this is going to happen. It's good. Yeah. Something really terrible is going to happen. And, yeah. you know, I, I felt that way in advance of January 6th. And after seeing that, 
and seeing seeing Donald Trump talk about that in in such a oh well you know that wasn't it what that wasn't a horrible thing like people describe it you know just doing this gaslighting of uh, the, these people were just visiting the Capitol and, you know, that it, that it wasn't an insurrection. Which oh, no, it was tourism. It was tourism. They were tourists. Tourism, you know, this, yeah. these crazy explanations that he gives. Right, right. And, and, and then, of course, the, I expect him to do that. He doesn't have any other way to look at it, really, with his tiny little mind. Mm. Here's what bothers me. We have a new host for Meet the Press, Kristen Welker. Mm-hmm. Her first guest, are you kidding me? Is to sit down with Donald Trump for the full hour? I mean, with, you know, with her cut, it's recorded in advance so she can she can stop and do corrections and and fact checks. And they say, oh, you know, we have a full fact check of this interview um, on, you know, NBC.com. And I'm like, why are you? Why are you airing an interview where you know this guy is lying every time he says anything? Right. How how are you not responsible for putting those pieces of propaganda that are intended to incite violence? How do you th- how in the world do you think you're not responsible for what happens next? Mhm. Mm-hmm. So these outlets, these legitimate outlets, news outlets, they they have to cut them off. Yeah, well, so, you know, it's the same thing. Remember in in 2016, even in 2020, they just gave this guy so much free press. Um, Everybody else had to fight for it, but they just gave this guy and he was able to. why you give the sitting president airtime you kind of have to but yeah, uh, true that's why i have that problem now i said 2020 but no, in 2016 come on and it, because it, they knew everybody was going to watch it now i don't know that people that's are right. that much interested anymore that's right honestly no, i i just don't know that you know i i think we're 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 seeing a lot of people that are exhausted of this daily garbage um and right. it, it's it's just not the same um, since covid and I don't know that he's picked up on that either. It's just, uh, you know, he's got his cult. You know, they're, they're, a good portion of the Republican Party is a cult. The Matt Gates and the Marjorie Taylor Greene and the, the Bulbert, they're all yeah. part of this. Like, But they don't care about people, though. And I, I, and I, I sure hope the American uh, public is waking up to that. They, they don't care about anyone. They yeah, just I, about yeah I, I think that the speaker thing um, shows uh, it tossing out tossing out McCarthy and and the Democrats just kind of sitting there with their arms folded, which where they were right to do. There was yes. nothing that there was nothing for them to do about this. No. Uh, the, you know, they keep Kevin. It's a bad situation. They they let him they let them, uh, you know, push him out. That's a bad situation. Horrible. It's the first time in history, Gene, that we've been, uh, that, that happened, you know, and and now there is another thing that is normalized when i hear that this is unprecedented this has never happened in american history and i'm like uh-huh yeah <laughs> you know yeah I mean, i've gotten used to hearing that too right um, and it's just so unfortunate right and while we're talking about you know the congress and things that have never been done before in congress um i'm not crazy for a guy in his uh hoodie and his shorts on the floor of the senate i'll just say it i'm i don't like it i yeah. don't like it i don't yeah. i'm i am not 
um, a fanatic about the necktie thing. If he if he finds that uncomfortable and constraining, I I can understand um, a, a guy wanting saying, you know, okay, I'll, I'll wear the shirt, I'll wear the jacket, um, I'll wear pants that match. But you know, wear, I think pants, yes. And the idea that you just have to have your hoodie. Um, what is this? Your binky? I don't. I what is that? I I just. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel skeptical about that. I think that he wants to do that because he wants to keep it at front of mind for everybody. He represents that he's a, he's a working guy like they are and that that's his brand and, and that's what he wants to do. And that's how he's doing it. And and that he's going to represent them in that way in every aspect of his job. But um, yeah, I, I think that was, I'm not okay with that. I, I'm, I feel old school about it. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I feel less concerned about what people wear and more about what they say. And I think you do too. And I and I get yeah. I get what you're saying. But you know, at the same time, I, I, I tend to agree. You're you're an elected official now. Um, right. You want to you want to walk around when you don't have to take a vote in your shorts and a hoodie. I don't really care. But if, right. when you're on the floor, I I, I yeah. agree. Yeah I, yeah, I think you got to you got to look you got to look at look the role. You got to play the part. Yeah. I mean, are you going to show up at the State of the Union wearing a hoodie? I don't want to see that. I really don't. Uh, yeah, I, it I don't, doesn't I, doesn't make me proud that you got elected. I'm glad he got elected. Me too. I'm, I think I'm, he's a, I think he's a great senator. I'm, I think I, I'm glad is. that he's uh, sticking with it and and, uh, and and I'm sure struggling and recovering from his stroke. I'm I'm happy for him. I'm proud that of that he's taken that on and and stuck with it the way he has but oh, yeah. i don't i just i feel like this is such a, a trivial kind of thing for him i hate to see him tangled up in it because i i want to think of him as a serious person i agree all, all right agree. there we are yeah. we agree. no i agree. I agree you know what that means it's time to take a quick break and uh if you're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 the hill and uh we'll be right back with more with penny rich Okay, we're back with Penny Rich. And, you know, all of the, all of the, uh, we were just talking about all of the horrible things that come out of the mouth of the 45th president Mm -hmm. and the, the cult like following, it's not even cult like, the cult following that he has, and, and really how this has infected the body politic. Across And I do think, you know, people say it's not just Trump, it's Trumpism. Well, that's what this is. It's it's right. uh, it's that the, the body politic is weak right now in, a, in the American political system. Fortunately, mm. the judicial branch is holding it together by and large. Thank you very much, judicial branch <clears throat> for accountability purposes. Um. There's, you know, Penny, there's just a lot of people who are getting up and putting on their boots and going to work every day mm. um, in that system. And we'll never know all of them. And we'll never know the uh, the danger that they've been, that they've all been in, um, you know, until the history is written about this, maybe 20 years from now. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel that way about 
some people who work in the judicial system, much like I felt a couple of years ago about people who were doing that exact same thing, I would describe the same way, working in the medical system during COVID. When Mm -hmm. my husband was in the hospital, almost every nurse that came in, you know, if they were going to, you know, they come in and they introduce themselves to you and they say, I'm going to be with you today. So they come and go and come and go. And so, you know, we would get to know them a little bit. And I asked a lot of them, were you here during COVID? And by the way, almost to a person, none of them lived in Chapel Hill. Of course. They came so they can't afford it for the job. Right. Um, But they had long commutes to come to this job and they work like uh, three or four days on and then, and then right they do off. yeah um 12 hour shifts 12 hour shifts yeah yeah so yeah. they work three days uh for 12 hour shifts um and you know they they talked about it they talked about burnout and that they saw things they just can't unsee but that they they love their jobs and it was extremely difficult losing so many patients which mm-hmm. they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, this is what medicine is and this is what they were called to do and so forth. So I think about people in the judicial system and this is, you know, the, the court officers and, you know, who bring people in and bring them out and keep the courthouse safe and, uh, all, every day. all the things that, that happen behind the scenes that we don't even see. Yeah. And, and these people are under threat. And so right. this, this type of politics attack politics, um, ad hominem attack politics has caught on. And, and, you know, some of it sadly is trickling right into our own little races here in Orange County. And we have some candidates who apparently are trying to do things to intimidate uh, people who are writing about the uh, the races and yeah yeah you know that's so I gotta say it's so lame it's so lame first of all you're not Donald Trump you're not <laughs> it, yeah it, it's not gonna <laughs> roll off of you like it does off of him you no can, you can in this community you can be defeated for less yeah and, and you than, know and, and somebody. of course I, yeah I think we're talking a little bit about the Chapel Hill Town Council race now and, and yeah. And, you know, also, uh, it's it's very unfortunate that, um, uh, you know, early on, we heard about this group that wanted to raise you know, $120,000 right. and, and, and give it to the candidates. Um, I have to tell you, when I ran for town council, the first time I ran on um, the public funding, um, when we had that for the short time before the General Assembly took that away, um, I, you know, I had to raise $3,000 and then I would get $3,000. Um, that was what the race cost then. It was six thousand dollars, right. close to seven thousand dollars. We're talking to, about people now in Chapel Hill that have to raise twenty five thousand dollars to run a Chapel Hill Town Council race. That's absurd, Gene, and especially because we have these off year elections. They're not on year elections, right? So there's a lot of people that don't vote. Like you don't get to vote for anything right now, do you? In, I, in know, I, it's I know, I don't. I know. And so I, I, I'm a, I strongly believe that we should have um, council races and mayor races on the years that we have um, major elections. Um, I I, I think this off year election is for the birds and 
um, people don't, that a lot of people don't vote. So you have a small amount of people that are electing, um, basically people that are going to run our county um, and our towns. And I, I just, it, it, it's, it's not good for politics. And I just want to get back to, um, uh, you know, outing people who are writing about it and throwing their names and, and their addresses around. I, I just want to say why. What's what's the point? Like, what 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 do you gain by doing that? Well, I I think that what they're doing they what they they think they're very clever. I'm sure, um, but what they're doing, I think, is is they're trying to announce a target, saying if you support me, uh, and you know, then go after Jean Bolduc, and here's her address. Yeah. Right. I mean. But if they think, you know, oh, well, they're not saying that. And, and you know, you and I know that, you know, if you have Google, you can and you're oh, you can to find, find Jean Bolduc's address. You can oh, for goodness sake. Of course you can. For heaven's yeah. sakes. But yeah. this this is a way of making it easier. Now, I hope it's only uh, name, address, city, state, um, maybe a maybe a phone number. If there's a listed landline phone number. Remember those? Oh, um, yeah. You know, if if there if if it, I hope it's only that. I hope right. it's not personal identifying information, social security numbers, date of birth, and this sort of thing. Well, that would be just horrible. Yeah, it I mean, would be. Not, if I'm, if I'm, that if that if it turns out that that's what's happening, um, I I have to say I would lose all respect for anyone that did that. Totally, and and even if you're just. Right. Uh, even if your name just happens to come up in a conversation that you might be involved, I, I would just I, I've lost respect for for some of these folks that are running anyway. Um, but I, right. I just feel like you don't. First of all, you don't deserve to hold a position um, of, of authority trust. or leadership right. of public no, trust. The public trust. If you're going to do that, no, that's I'm sorry. Yeah, so I, I I totally agree. And I, I, I have to say, I, I hope that the folks who have been kind of on the wrong end of this, uh, at the receiving end, that is, of having their information um, published in a way that is making them uncomfortable, uh, I hope that they will, I hope that they will keep writing about it and keep talking about it and put this right in front of any candidate in any kind of a forum that is uh, coming around yeah, uh, and have them answer for themselves about why they did that. Because I don't think anybody likes that. Um, no, this is, you know, this is not, this is not, um, uh, I, I mean, obviously this crap that was done by uh, the 45th president uh, to the uh, election workers in Georgia. Horrible. It's, it, it's a thing that he's going to that he's going to be on trial for. This is what I have to remind myself. The idea that he just didn't got away with it, that's not true. Right. He's going to be held accountable for that. I right. just hope that all the people who are in the system to make that accountability a reality are alive, well and safe and their families are throughout the process. Um, to arrive at the courthouse and have it out in court. Honest to God, I I really feel that what would be justified in happening now is what would happen to you or me if we had done half mm-hmm. of the junk that happened this week in New York 
we'd be in jail, Penny. Oh yeah, we'd any anyone would be in jail. Access in jail, right? right. And uh, and and by the way, his social media platform can be shut down, just like his other businesses can. Oh, be- does that still exist? Uh, yeah, that's how he's publishing this information. He's not putting it on Twitter. Oh, that's oh okay. And he he puts it on. And and that's the other piece of of our our ongoing complaint. He publishes on his loser platform. And then all the networks say, oh, here's what he said now. And they and they put it on the air. Yeah. Well, and they they tweet it and they said free media. They want the clicks. Right. They want they want to have people say, oh, I saw it on, you know, MSNBC. I'm, I'm sympathetic a little bit that it's it's a tricky thing to figure out. Do you miss this story? Because. You don't want to amplify it. It it takes some doing to cover this stuff without discussing the specifics too much because you don't want to amplify it. But then yeah. how do you cover it if you want well, to talk smart. about it? I mean, you know, Aaron Keck and I have this conversation a lot. I'm sure you and Aaron do also. It's like, because you do have to, and you know, the, those of you that don't know Aaron, he's he's the morning host now, but you, you do have a station and you have to be careful about what you put on. And, and right. Um, you know, what, what is, you know, just sensationalism versus what, what, what is real news and what, what actually goes on and what doesn't go on and what, why is the story more important than another? You know, we, we know a couple of stories that recently were uh, covered um, in the news that WCHL decided that, you know, we don't, we don't want to do this. This is not, this is not us. They made made an editorial decision not, not to cover uh, something. I, I thought they should have covered it. I thought it was. I thought it was newsworthy. They didn't want to do it. Hey, it's their decision not it to is, do it. Right. Other other outlets covered it, right. and uh, and so it's out there, and the community has has a, a a way of knowing it. But it's not an easy decision. It's not an. It's not always an obvious decision. So I think that's right. I think, oh, I, right. I think it's. I think it's difficult, and and uh, I think that CHL you know, strikes a balance because, you know, they are, they are not, um, you know, they're not the AP wire, you know, they're a community station. That's why you and I have this platform to talk about whatever we want to talk about because WCHL wants voices from the community to be on the station. And it's, it's not a, a straight hard news um, outlet. So, you know, God bless them, Penny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, seriously. I mean, it's, it's no like, kidding. No my kidding. go-to in the morning. I can't, I can't wake up unless I see what's going on on WCHO, which is great. And, yes. you know, and, and I, I, I think also CHL invites everyone to part, right. partake in. I mean, anyone could write, anyone can come and do a commentary. I mean, it's not, um, like you said, it's, it's, it's a community and, and, you know, yeah. Uh, and, down and that's why that's, that's why they were just named station of the year they were again and, right it's, you know, it's by the yeah. uh, press association so you know look i mean uh they know what they're i just see i'll just put it that way i think they know what they're doing i think so too <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't they would not but i'll tell you this one thing they would not put me on the air every week if they knew for sure that i was going to come on here and maliciously lie about anyone or anything right and that's the difference that we're talking about is right. why would you put trump on the air whether you're wchl or nbc 
if yeah. when you know that he's going to malign and attack individual people who are real people with real lives who are going to be hurt by that right. and maybe put in jeopardy by that you can't keep doing that no. it's not like 2016 when you didn't know it that was part of the attraction of putting him on the air in 2016 all the time all the time all the time it was it was it was the nascar men mentality you you tune in to watch the the wreck right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and you want to watch the crash and see if, if if they don't want to miss the story if this is when he crashes and burns but right. now you know too much to make that claim so yeah. you know yeah. you 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 can't keep doing that and he's not running as an incumbent now so He's not going to get these benefits. And I think what we're seeing and how he's behaving outside of the court of, of this uh, courtroom is that he has to do more and more outrageous things to command the news cycle. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you almost think he's going to grab the person next to next to him and say, cover this press conference or she gets it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it well, that's that, that mob mentality also. I mean, there's, yeah. that's still yeah. very much so. And, uh, you know, I. Well, I'm I, glad not to be covering it. I, I can tell you that I wouldn't want to be uh, I wouldn't want to be there yeah. trying to get a microphone in his face and not trying to get too close to him either. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right, Penny Rich, we're out of time, of course, hopelessly over time. So, um, well, well, you know, we'll keep watching. Uh, go Heels. Go Heels. Yeah, let's Go heels, do that. Go Heels, beat Syracuse, yes. and right? We'll, we'll cross fingers and yeah. everything. When those happening. orange men come to town, right? It's always a challenge. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we just we just want good weather, good football, no injuries. And, there we go. Uh, and don't get Mac Brown mad at you because. Because you know what? He doesn't lose. You know, the end of not, this, not this year, not the yet. NCAA should have known that it's nah, not going to happen. <laughs> going to be a good Jean's year. doing her Tar Heel dance. I know you all can't see it, but doing she my is. my Tar Heel dance. That's it. That's all I got. That's right. There you go. <laughs> all right, kiddo. Well, listen, yeah. everybody, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, if you're going out, be safe, really be safe, be safe driving. Uh, you know, it's getting to be cold and flu season. You might want to think about those Ooh, masks again yeah. without, you know, without the politics, just keep yourself safe and healthy. And if you're staying in and listening to the Tar Heels, keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.